Welcome to fall pop culture fans. This is a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast and joining you across the internet right now is yours truly Daniel Posey and Drew Douglas. Ooh, sadly not officially fall, but it is like we decorated the house in fall slash Halloween stuff one week ago and we were recording August 30th. It's it's at the end of summer. Um, we still have that possibility of summer-like days, but I was going to say welcome to fall. There's a catch, though, because, you know, you could obviously be listening whenever, but the reason why I thought, oh, I'll include the fall, I'll stick to that, is that if you're listening to this outside of fall, you'll get jealous if it's not fall because you're like, man, I kind of want some of that fall-like weather. Do you think it's too early to put stuff up? Because I sent a photograph of something... Um, I think it was a picture of my my baby to someone, and in the background you could see Halloween lights around the TV. And he he goes, "Are those like Halloween de- decorations?" I'm like, "Yeah." Are you surprised? But I mean, it feels a little early, but I want to enjoy yeah. it. Like we set up Christmas in mid November, a week before Thanksgiving, maybe. So I like to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it for longer than just October. Yeah, you've got a big buildup with certain holidays. And if October and the Halloween season, just fall in general, is it's just like a fun, it's fun. And you want to enjoy it just as much as the other holidays. Because this time it feels like, you know, fall in general, there's, I can't say there's more to get excited about. But for us, there is because there's always that we call it the spooky season. Whether it's new movies or TV shows, but we like to return to some of those classic movies. And, I mean, you've already started doing that. You also picked up Stephen King's Needful Things, the book, which I've been super curious to find out what you think as you go along in that story. But right now you say you're about 100 pages in. A little bit over that, yeah. Um, Stephen King might get brought up in this podcast. I don't know. We're we're going to do our September pop culture picks and then we're gonna make september rotten tomatoes predictions and um yeah stephen king might get brought up there's there's a there yeah there's a strong possibility there's a, there's a good possibility so i'm not gonna say anything on that front um before we get into that though i was gonna re- say we we've done this before a couple weeks ago maybe a month ago but we're giving away uh, a Regal $25 gift card. Ooh. We did it once. We're doing it again. And I don't know if we need to go over the whole spiel again, but, you know, you and I love Regal. It's and, great. And um, the Unlimited Pass, which lets you see two movies. <laughs> two movies. It lets uh. you see <laughs> anything you want for uh, $18.99 a month. So if you see two movies... In a month, you've already got your money back. It's a good excuse to go see a bunch of stuff that you would normally not pay to see. And I've been taking it full advantage of that with a, a number of things that have come out, especially in August and July. So that's going on right now on our uh, Twitter page. X. Or I guess it's called X. The app formerly, formerly known as Twitter. But we're giving that away. You just got to... Tell us what you're looking forward to the most in September, or you can email us at qualitycheckpodcast at gmail.com. Just do the same thing. Just say, 
what are you looking forward to in September? We're going to pick someone random in a couple weeks and that person will win a gift card to Regal. Yeah, that I mean, like you were saying, with having that uh, the unlimited pass itself is amazing so that, I mean, not only with seeing movies, like we've talked about this a ton, but uh, movies that you want to see, that's a given. Like you're going to end up paying for it you know the ticket probably taking someone with you as well but whenever you have a movie that comes out kind of like liam neeson's retribution you're like that's a pass <laughs> let's go use the pass on that the pass is the best you always get points for anything you buy and you can turn that into free food or or uh, they got a store that has posters any a lot of good stuff that you can use those points towards so the point system is amazing now we did Loves Hates, I think, on the last podcast, which was a while ago, mm-hmm. and you hadn't seen it at the time, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which I mm-hmm. gave a loves. You told me that you saw that within the last week. I did. Did you like it? I did. I also have to give it a loves as well, because the movie was, I thought, very atmospheric. I think that it could have been a little bit shorter. Um you know, just tr- trim it down, keep it, I think keep that tension up there, uh, ratchet it up. Um, I will say that David Dosmalchian, I butchered his last name, but he's awesome. I mean, this is, I've known about him. Like, he's not someone who's like on my radar or someone that I, like, oh man, I can't wait for the new DD movie. But <laughs> he, he's, he's in a all- lot of great stuff, though. He is, and he does a great job in this, and I think he does a really solid job overall in, in a lot of his roles. But um, Corey Hawkins was also great, and this was a really interesting origin story. I love this. The The thing that I did really like is the monster quality of Dracula, you know, because in one of the interviews, they were talking about how almost all Dracula stories leans into the man and then it's like, oh, and he he is kind of a monster. He is a monster. This one's like flat out monster and then we don't ever see him. Um, well, I don't want to give anything away, but there's where you see this, as in the trailers, this monster. And that's what we spend most of the movie kind of living with and it, he's hiding in the shadows. I really liked him. Um, I feel like that could be a really fun October watch. Uh, you know, obviously it takes place on the sea in the middle of storms. It's just really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but my biggest complaint is just trim it a little bit, make it so that the tension is a little higher and it could have been a really solid movie. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I agree on the runtime. I said that when we talked about it, that it felt, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes too long. Mm -hmm. It's already on VOD, so if you want to rent it at home, then do that. But it's again, that's a good Regal Pass movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I also mentioned I like the ending that it sets up. And again, we're not, it did so bad that we're not going to get yeah. Anything else yeah. on this, sadly. But did you, I mean, the final like two minutes, I'm like, oh man, this is like heading in a direction where I wish this had done decent so we could yeah. get that. Yeah, I would really like that. And it is like that Van Helsing type, you know, um, it's almost like you kind of had the Batman and Joker origin story and they're so tied together. 
but it literally becomes this and it's intertwined. I really dug that. I kept hearing that same thing like, oh, you know, it sets up like this idea of a sequel or a franchise. I'm like, what? Like, I can see with Dracula, but how do you do that? And I thought they did a really good job with bringing that uh, full circle in, in a sense and, and trying to uh, set that up. It also is really intriguing without giving the ending away entirely. It does create this mystery of and fear of, you know, what happens after the fact, after all this. And like that is a true terror. You're left with that. I thought that was really cool. Uh, they did a really good job. But like you said, we're not going to ever see the light of day for the rest of this franchise. We had the horror at sea, and it would have been cool to see that horror jump to the land where oh, yeah. you know people are just getting slaughtered. Now, you mentioned another movie that I did loves, hates on. I can't remember what it was. What was the other thing so, you saw? We did talk about um, The Haunted Mansion, and that was in the last one um, as well. But... I'm going to actually pull up my ticket purchases because now I'm starting to forget. Because you did you did like a double feature, and it was of the other thing that yeah, and I had seen that you had. Yeah, and uh, of course, go figure, my tickets are not loading right now, and it's not sane. But um, let me see what, um, let me open up my Regal app and see what I've watched if possible sorry to be yeah i'm annoyed because completely well that's the thing for me because right now it's i could have easily pulled it up but it's it's not loading um and i'm going back through to see everything that i have um at least what's in the theaters right now i know it's it's dumb too because i can't just easily says annoying look um it's it's literally not loading and I feel like whatever it is, it's no longer playing in theaters right now. Oh, Blue Beetle. Oh, that's right. Obviously. A movie goodness. that came out it's... like a week and a half ago we've already completely forgotten about. Yeah. Did we? That... I didn't talk about Blue Beetle, though. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that's what, That's the confusion is that hadn't come out yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I loved the, the, the representation and, and all that. I thought that was great. It's just packaged in a movie that we've seen. And it was what I said when we saw the trailer. We've seen this 9,000 times. Yeah. It felt like a, it felt like a streaming version of that. I wouldn't say it looked cheap, but it felt cheap. It felt... And the yeah. villains were awful. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it, man. It, I, it's not like a terrible movie, but... By the end of it, I'm like, let's wrap this thing up, dude. The, it's funny because like, <clears throat> I enjoyed it, but it was one of those that it is very much so a movie that, like you said, we've seen it before. Um, I did enjoy, here's the weird thing. I actually enjoyed all the actors and actresses in it, but man, George Lopez, I'm... Yeah, he was good. Oh, you do you like him? In, the, in this movie? Yeah, I thought he was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Did you not like him? he was like, I could have, I could, is, I'm mixed. I'm very mixed on that, like whether I liked him or not. I thought he was okay, but I wouldn't say I would go see it for him. But weirdly enough, I don't watch Cobra Kai and, and I haven't seen it, but I am surprised they didn't try to play that up in the marketing to say that, hey, this character, Blue Beetle is played by 
the same actor in Cobra Kai. I don't think they wanted to spend money on it. Apparently not. You know, like they, they had their marketing done and then obviously the strike's happening. I don't think they wanted to sink more money into like promoting this thing because they, they knew yeah, it probably wouldn't do great. If you're soft on uh, Mr. Lopez, I thought Susan Sarandon was pretty bad in this. Oh, she was the worst. I mean, her character just sucked anyway. Yeah. And I was just, I could care. I mean, she, yeah. Yeah. Not good. I, I was like, anytime she was on screen, I almost fell asleep because it was that unmemorable. And I'm like, this is unbelievable that they've got someone who's of such a high caliber. And she is just like phone. It's, I can't even say phoning it in. It's just like, it sucked. Like the role sucked. <laughs> and they got her for literally a movie that was going directly to HBO Max originally. Like how they, she must have gotten paid yeah, pretty well that, for this. That's all I can guess as well. And she's like, oh, fine. I don't care. I'll get that streaming streaming cash. And then she thought it was uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. She didn't think she did. No one told her that it was going to be for the DC. I think. I think that's how they sold it. They're like, hey, why don't you come over and join us and be a part of the cinematic universe? And she's like, oh, Marvel. And then she is there and it's DC and it's like, oh, all right, well, fine. You, screw this. I already saw, I already did the contract. I guess I'm stuck here. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole man, DC's just in complete shambles. It's going to be so interesting to see what happens with James Gunn's verse, the gun verse, because. Obviously, Superman Legacy is going to kick it all off. Blue Beetle. Do you think Blue Beetle will make an appearance in Gun in the Gunverse? I mean, he says this is like the first character of the DCU. I can't imagine it's from this movie, though. Maybe a version of yeah. it. Why would you? That's a good, like, that, none of this makes any sense, and it hasn't for a long time. I would have cranked these movies out and then said, hey, we're restarting it. I don't know. I can't wrap my head around it, and I don't care anymore. I really don't. But what we do care is seeing how much money and time they're still investing in Aquaman 2, fall of a franchise. Uh, weirdly enough, I don't know. I'm Because I at least like Momoa enough, I'm interested in that one. I, I want to see a trailer for it, but, man, this whole thing sucks. It's bad. So that was a it was a hates for me on Blue Beetle. I'm I'm very I'm I'm a very light hates because I I sigh right in the middle. I think it's so like we've seen it. Um, but there are also things that I did enjoy about it as well. Like you said, the uh having this family, it's a focus on this family. Um, this character is really interesting, I think, just in terms of not knowing um a lot, actually anything about Blue Beetle and um and Reyes and the Reyes family going into this. And I'm like, I, I would like to see more with them, but we, I, eh, I don't really think we will. <laughs> it was like anytime I like the family stuff, but anytime the superhero stuff started, I completely lost interest. Yeah. You know, yeah, and the too. fighting and there's no good, like I said, there's no good villain. Um, so that's why it's a hates for me. Like it's, it's an inoffensive movie, but yeah, I can't, I can't get on board with it. And then, um, as really, I haven't seen much else besides that. I think there's some good stuff coming out in September. And we're going to do our September pop culture picks right now. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? 
Uh, I ask this every start? week, and I don't know why. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, because uh, this month, actually, we've got a lot of stuff coming out, even though we never know that we're in a writer's strike or actor's strike right now. You Well, <laughs> we will, I would imagine, at some point very soon. We'll, we'll, yeah, we will start feeling this in the fall. And we're um, going to have to completely shift what we do with this show. We'll just do it once a month. Oh, that's true. Or, yeah, exactly. Because there's going to be, be nothing to talk about. Well, my number three, and I, I wonder if this is going to make your list. We went three for three a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. I think we went two for three last month for August. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. I got too much going on. But my number <laughs> three. You got a baby at home. And uh, I'm, I've been exposing her to so much carnage, <laughs> late night carnage. <laughs> The other night I had on um, Stephen King's Graveyard Shift. Loves. I had never seen it because I'm, I'm like on a on a King binge in a, in a number of different mediums. And I've been watching a lot of his like 90s movies. Have you seen Graveyard Shift? No, I haven't. My dad watched it for the first time like two years ago. Oh, it's heinous. And it is one of the yeah. worst movies I've ever seen. He said the same. He's like, avoid it. It's not worth it. And that's why I was going to watch it too. And he's like, just now, just skip it. And I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, bad, just bad. I don't have any other words for it. <laughs> it's bad. And it's one of those things that if you're Stephen King, and I, I guarantee you, I don't, it's it's based on a short story or like a novella that he did. I think it's in one of his collections. And I'm like, if you're Stephen King and, and this has got your name slapped on it, it's Stephen King's Graveyard Shift. <laughs> And it's so bad that I'd be like, this is the risk of having your work made. Because I'm yeah. sure he had no control outside of just sell, you know, allowing it to be made. And to have your name on it is just truly offensive because it is it is awful. <laughs> it was it's like a creature feature that I was excited for. I'm like, ah, you know, even if it's bad, maybe it's gonna have some really cool elements. And there's really nothing about it I could ever recommend. It's so badly done. Oh, that sucks. Um, how did I get on this? Talking about um uh, being, being, being in the binge because of Stephen King. Yeah, and watching all these movies late at night, literally watching these at, at midnight, and just you know, feeding my daughter. And putting <laughs> That's her to sleep. amazing. Anyway, my number three is along. Yeah, she's just. I mean, literally, graveyard shift is on. It's like men and women screaming for their lives, <laughs> and this monster's after them. And I'm just feeding her, and she's drifting off to sleep. And I'm like, what am I doing to this kid? She's going to think this is normal sounds. She's going to be a, a serial That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> she's like going to sleep to Stephen King. I love that. Number three, <laughs> just <laughs> literally screaming, and people screaming and yelling for their lives. Uh, number three is a horror fantasy series called Ooh. The Changeling. It drops uh the first three episodes drop september 8th on apple tv plus and the amazing lakeith stanfield plays a man who goes searching for his wife in a new york city he didn't know existed it's an adaptation of a book that came out in 2018 uh there's eight episodes kelly marcel wrote all eight episodes i looked her up because her name sounded familiar mm -hmm. and she's got an interesting career she wrote saving mr banks with um, Tom Hanks. Oh, wow. She wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, oh. which we all know what that is, and that's, uh, you know, 
totally different than Saving Mr. Banks. That's the graveyard shift of uh, <laughs> oh, I bet Mall. that's. I bet that's a whole lot better. And then she wrote all three Venom movies, including the new one, no. the upcoming third one, which she also directed. Hmm. So she's all she's all all. Uh, what am I trying to say? She's out there. She's she's got all this great stuff coming out. But I've watched one one trailer for this. It looks like it could be a creepy, beautiful ride. It looks cinematography wise, it looks oh, amazing. And Apple TV Plus. They crank out like good stuff, like good yeah. high quality stuff. I don't know much else about this, other than it's like a fantasy fairy tale of a man trying to find his wife. That is also my number three <laughs> because Ooh. I did not know about this until you sent me the trailer. But like you said, the, it just looks so gorgeous. The cinematography, the pacing, Lakeith Stanfield. That man is just a treasure because. Even if it's the Haunted Mansion, he mm-hmm. does a great job with the he's roles. He's good. Yeah, he's so good. And then I love that this is, yet again, he's in the leading role for this. But it looks, this looks like a mind warp. Like the entire thing is going to have us guessing what the heck is going on. I watched this trailer, no joke, this is the first time a trailer ended. And I scrolled right back to the very beginning and watched it again back to back. Because Don't you think it looks amazing, like shot so well. And it's there's something about like the story. It's like the trailer does a great job of telling the story, but keeping us holding on by a thread, wondering what the what's going to happen. And it's just it's 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 incredible. Like this could have easily been my number one, but I decided to bump it down. But like you said. Apple TV Plus has started putting out a lot of amazing content, and it's almost like they're out there saying, hey, we're here, we're investing in quality movies, TV shows, and we are in the game to not just crank out quantity, but quality. And later this year, we'll end up having, obviously, with Killers of the Flower Moon, but this show, The Changeling, I'm here for it, and this is awesome that we shared that as our number three. Now, can we stop naming things The Changeling, though? Because this is the th- at least Ugh. the third version that I know, and it's not even the same thing as the other two, and those two are separate. Yeah. Or it I was, agree. you know, Eastwood's thing, was it just Changeling? I can't remember. The, the uh, Angelina yeah, Jolie movie? I think that's right. I think that was just called Changeling. Ooh, let's and stop doing that. It's like, okay. Great, great word. It's a nice word, but why don't you just call it like, um, I don't know, bro- broken or prompt or broke uh, or three wishes or I don't know something where it's like <laughs> I think they've already. I think three wishes was a a Mara Wilson movie from the nineties. Oh, yeah, wasn't that Martin? Well, like right. Martin Short in a movie called Three Wishes <laughs> that's or something. Right. Or it's, yeah, it's something like that. But you're right. There was a Martin Short movie. Oh no, is Patrick Swayze? Was it? And Joseph Mazzello from Jurassic Park came out in 1995. I remember this when I was growing up. <laughs> it looks um, bad. Yeah, but not the change line with Lakeith Stanfield. And so Lakeith, and I hate to admit this because it's going to make me look and sound like a fool. I was introduced to Lakeith on Atlanta, and he was a character I said, I don't know if I like this guy. He was so out there, and then I obviously grew to love him. He's amazing. Oh yeah, I I agree. All right, so we uh, we we had the same numero three, number two. Ooh, 
It, I, is it maybe possible that we got the same number two? I'm going to go with... Um, now, honestly, this was kind of a back and forth between what's going to get number two and what was number one, because this was originally my number one. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to bump it down. It's the creator, a sci-fi thriller from director Gareth Edwards. It hits movie theater September 29th. Edwards directed Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I could argue that's the best Star Wars movie we've ever mm. done. Yeah. That was one I wasn't necessarily huge on it the first time and then rewatching it. I'm like, no, this is freaking amazing. He also made, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here too, a very underrated 2014 Godzilla mm. movie. I think that one is freaking amazing. Another movie that I was a little underwhelmed the first time and then on rewatches, I'm like, no, this is this is absolutely yeah. perfect. No, that's, I agree. Those two alone wouldn't make me interested in this. I think this is the plot synopsis weirdly timely because it involves humans and AI, artificial intelligence at war. And in this case, we have a man recruited to hunt down the creator, which is the elusive architect of the advanced AI. And the amazing John David Washington plays that man. Um, I feel plot wise, like we have seen this 2 million times. Yeah. We've seen this a million times, but the talent in front and behind the camera is enough to hype me up. Hans Zimmer did the music for this too. Hans always does music that gets me excited. That's awesome. And I'm fully expecting another knockout. So the creator is my numero dos. That that this movie, honestly, I gotta say, I did not I couldn't pin down how I felt. Like do I want to see this? Do I not want to see it? And the more... Well, if you don't go see it, the AI wins. That's true, yeah. I didn't think that the first trailer was great. Like, I thought it was okay. But the more yeah, I've... I agree. The, the more I've seen it, the more I'm like, oh, this is actually something that is kind of... It, it's just very interesting, and I'm kind of digging this. So I'm very interested to see it but I'm going in very reserved. I do think that there are a lot of shots that draw upon that Godzilla look. Um, that I keep hearing comparisons to Blade Runner. I could also see that, yeah, for like, sure. Like capturing that kind of world in a way that we've never seen, maybe even better than Blade Runner. Wow. Which I think I'm like, whoa, hold on. Let's, I got to see it first. But that, that excites me. Yeah, that's big. Plus, we're going to be, this is going to be our world in 10 years. I mean, probably five years from now. Right. We're going to be living in this world. Yeah. Who knows? It could be next year. But we better start watching this kind of stuff so we can <laughs> yeah. study how to survive in the AI apocalypse is what I'm saying. We got to like be watching this going, oh, it's going to happen at any moment. This movie looks good. Um, I think better now to me. Um, still hope, uh, reluctantly optimistic. John David Washington, I just want that man to end up getting a surefire hit because after Tenet, uh, obviously it came out in a weird time, but I just, I really don't want this movie to fail just because I don't want it to end up having any negative influence on his career. I just want, I just want him to thrive. That's it. I can't imagine this being a massive hit. I will yeah. say that. I don't think, and this will do maybe okay. I have no idea what the budget is. Oh, yeah. Let me see if I can find that on... Um, 
the old Wikipedia. Now, as far as like the way that this movie is being presented, it almost seems as if it could be like a streaming movie that was brought to theater, similar to what you know happened with Blue Beetle. But oh boy, I, <laughs> oh no, how much? No, I'm just saying that I think this looks far superior than. Oh yeah, uh, you know, like it looks. It's it yeah, looks good. Sure. I, there's not a budget on uh, Wikipedia. Hmm. So we might have to wait. This has got to be. You think this is a hundred million dollar movie? Oh yeah, seventy five to a hundred at least. I would say one fifty at least. Ooh. Yeah, uh, twenty. It's a twentieth century Fox movie, so it's backed by a, a massive studio. John. It's not like John David Washington is making a fortune. It has no like massive stars. It's got Gemma Chan. Uh-huh. And then Ken Wat Ken Watanabe's in this. He's he's an act, a well known actor, but he's not like he's not getting fifteen million dollars to be in this movie. I do I do agree that the more I've watched the trailer and I've been seeing it more and more, I'm like, okay, that that is looking like that looks good here, and it just I think will depend on how it shakes out in the movie overall. But I have heartbreaking news. Mm, not in we, your top two or yeah, top three. We, yeah, we do, I do not have the movie. We do not share um, the same. However, my number two is a TV show, and it's coming out on Amazon Prime at the end of the month on September 29th, and it is the boys' spinoff, Gen V. This is based on the university students, college students, and the first generation of superheroes going through basically it's the boys boot camp or college for superheroes that have taken compound B that obviously turns normal people into superheroes. The trailer looks nuts. It looks like it's going to be bloody. It's going to be vulgar, just like the boys. And it seems to keep that same identity as the boys, but just with a younger group. Have you seen the trailer to this? I haven't. Does it look, you know, I think The Boys is an, another show that's so well made. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks high budget. Does this, I feel like in my mind, this would be a, a cheap version that's not going to be as good. Does it look well made? Yeah, it does. It does follow the same as The Boys, like that look. And I am pleasantly surprised to see that it is appearing just as the same quality as the boys like it looks g- good like it doesn't look cheap by any means because i was worried about that too but overall this it it looks if you were to tell me oh this is the new season of the, of the boys i'd be like oh okay i buy that i could see that and i'm i miss the boys so much this is going to be a nice thing to end up filling that gap I hope it doesn't take anything away from the boys and it dilutes that property. I don't think it will. If you keep this short, um, the stories are going to be different enough and it looks like we're going to get some cameos by pretty much the seven, those who are playing the superheroes. And hopefully we also get a nice little Carl Urban, Billy Butcher cameo or some Jack Quaid in there. But we'll definitely get the soup, the soups uh, making cameos. In that does worry me that we are expanding the universe so much where it's just, it's going to be too much. I worry about that. Yeah. Is this an original idea or was this actually like, did, was this a comic or something? I'm guessing it's a comic because whenever I was looking on IMDb earlier about this, 
the uh, one of the lead writers actually um, there's a credit to um, Dynamite. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So it's based. Well, right now, uh, Garth Ennis is one of the writers, and it says based on the Dynamite Entertainment comic book series, The Boys. Um, so I'm guessing it's a part of the actual boys itself. Like it might, I don't know if it's separate or how separate it is, but it definitely seems like they're taking from the actual boys. So that I think is, um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. Like, uh, cause I haven't, I'm trying to stay away from a lot of spoilers before seeing this. And as we get closer, I'm wanting to look into it a little bit more, but I don't know if it's like based on another spinoff as well for the boys, but it's definitely the the boys influenced. So this could be an original idea, though. All right. Well, I don't have it. I'll watch the trailer, though. So good. My number one is a medium I've never had as... A number one before. I don't even. I'm assuming I've chosen a book before, but I'm going to pick Holly by Stephen King. Oh, if you listen to our podcast enough, you know how much you and I love Mr. King. Uh, I like to think that I'd read a lot, and I do. But 95% of it, it's just like a constant stream of <laughs> Stephen King novels. <laughs> I wrapped up Salem's Lot for the second time just a few weeks ago. And then, as you mentioned, uh, started Needful Things. I'm in the middle of that. I wouldn't even say the middle. I'm like 150 pages in it. Obviously, my goal has been to just slowly work my way through his entire bibliography, Mm -hmm. which I have been doing. Uh, Holly is a character that King created. Um, She was introduced back in the Bill Hodges trilogy, which started with Mr. Mr. Mercedes, which is a trilogy that I enjoyed quite a bit. And she's a character I've, uh, just like Stephen King, he usually doesn't recycle characters, but he said he fell in love with Holly. Uh, I have too. I think she's a great character. Mm -hmm. She was a main character in The Outsider, and she was in uh, King's uh, If It Bleeds novella, which is a series of short stories. She had her own which was good. Uh, in this story, I guess she's investigating some murders in a small West Midwestern town. I don't know anything else besides those two things. It's, it's Holly, I guess three things. It's Holly, Stephen King, and, uh, this brief, like one line synopsis. I pre-ordered this bad boy. I got a, a shipping notification or it's preparing to ship. I got that today, which gets me hyped up. Uh, I got to finish, obviously, Needful Things, then I'm going to dive right into Holly, and I can't wait. Loves. Stephen King. It's our Stephen King of the year. We know that he has, I think, a collection of uh, short stories coming out next year. I don't know if he has a, a full-on book. And then he also has already teased that he has another Holly story, either in mind or he's working on it. So this man never stops. Uh, bow before Stephen King. <laughs> We're here only to worship Stephen King, and that's it. Um, which is, it's so funny because I got a little pop Funko that is sitting right here, staring at me. And in one hand, he's got a book; the other is a bloody a- hatchet. 
and then the top of his head's covered in blood. So one of my uh, one of my things I need to pick up is some Stephen King pops. I don't need any more of those things, but you make exceptions every now and then, and that's one I've still got to just like find a good one and, and, and buy it. So I was supposed to. Oh, I'm not going to go down this uh, tangent, this rabbit hole, but. Uh, there are multiple Stephen King pops, and the one that I've got is my favorite, but um, you have a couple to choose from, so uh, that will end up getting you in the Stephen King mood even more. But I also have Holly at number oh, one. Two for three. Yeah, this is because, as I said, we love Stephen King so much. This, I think, character of Holly is... Even though I have not read the books or listened to the audiobooks, my first introduction to Holly came from the Outsider TV mini. I, I should actually say limited uh, miniseries. It was on HBO. Thanks to Jason Bateman bringing that um, to HBO. Uh, really enjoyed that. I think I'm going to rewatch that because it's. Um, I, I I find myself thinking about it every now and again, but. Holly, the character, I think, might be one of my favorite Stephen King characters that he's created in a while and could very well go in my top five favorite Stephen King characters ever. Just, she's so interesting. But this is also the character that was presented in the, in the limited series. So I know that there's a little bit of differences in his Holly that he's created, but like you said, this is also the one Stephen King story that we're getting this year. I can't wait. Anytime we get something new, it's like a drug. We need it. Just go ahead, tap on our, our arms there and just shoot us up because we need it. And I cannot wait for this. I have not pre-ordered it like you. However, this, I will end up buying the book. I have a list of every King thing that, uh, you know, you just check it off as you go along. I need to update that see how far along I am because obviously he's written so much stuff that I could have read a lot, which I have, but only be like 40% through it. I also need to start what you've done as well, um, where I end up doing a, uh, a, basically create a list and I try to end up knocking out as much Stephen King as possible. That is my goal. But I'm also trying to savor it. I'm trying to savor King as as long as possible because I know he's getting up there in age, and we don't we don't like thinking about it. But um, it scares me, and I just want I, I just want to to bask in in his stories. But I it's so funny because I had. I had forgotten about Holly for a while, the book coming out. I kept forgetting that it's coming out in September. But this is so awesome because this is going to be a, well, part of our spooky season release um, in this time frame. So I'm pumped for it. And this is, uh, this could be one of my favorite things that comes out this year. And I've got high hopes for it. Two for three. Now, if only we could get an update on Salem Slot. But another podcast, oh, man. another no info I don't even think we're going to get it on streaming. I mean, I guess you could announce it mid-September and drop it on um, Hulu or Max in October, but it seems like you need to do some sort of buildup. I don't know, maybe not. I feel like Hulu drops trailers for things that come out three or four weeks later all the time. Yeah. Who knows? All right, so we're going to do Rotten Tomatoes picks for the month of September. 
We have eight movies Ooh. that we're going to choose from. One one of them is not The Equalizer 3 because we're doing this a couple days before mm-hmm. release date and there's already reviews. I think it was at like 68% when I checked, which is higher than I would have guessed, but I don't know how many reviews there is. But the movies that we're going to choose from are um, or predict are The Nun 2, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, A Haunting in Venice, Expendables 4, The Creator, Saw X, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, and then Dumb Money, starring Pete Davidson. I've randomly numbered all of these movies, and you're just going to pick a number, and then we're going to choose that one and predict. Predict. And I'm sorry, I don't have an update on this game. I don't know. I assume I'm still in the lead. We've been keeping track all year long. I've been busy, but next podcast, I will have updated numbers and you'll know what you need to get right for September, October, November, and December if you want to catch up. If you want to catch up. So um, pick a number, Ooh. and then I will make the first prediction, and then we can alternate from that point. Let's go, just because we talked about three wishes, let's go with three. Number three, I picked Saw X, Ooh. which we got the trailer before... I think Demeter something recently, and it's it's <laughs> awful, dude. It looks so bad. Heinous. Looks like all the other stupid Saw movies, which I enjoyed. Um, in a lot of different ways, I do enjoy these, but this just looks like if you're gonna take a break from the franchise, which they kind of did with Spiral, and you're gonna bring it back, just find a new way to do it. And this just just like a prequel, like it's it's I think a prequel to the original. Keep in mind, the original came out in 2004 and like Tobin Bell. How in the world is this a prequel? The guy's like 20 years older. It's just all, none of it. (laughs) It just, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then the Rotten Tomatoes scores range, and this is from the beginning, 50%, 37, 30, 18, 13% for Saw 5. Then it jumps up to 39, then 9, 9% for Saw the Final Chapter. Jigsaw, 32%. Spiral, 37 I liked Spiral. I don't know if it's not like an amazing movie, but I remember enjoying that. So for Saw X, I'm guessing 26%. Oh, my goodness. These don't get good reviews, even when they're like kind of competently made. The highest I, well, is 50% from the very beginning. This movie, though, I just... They, okay, they get ripped, and I... Man, that seems so high. Oh, you think that's high? Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I think this is going to be a. This is going to be such a stinker. It. It. I'm going with the number that it's numerical movie. I'm going ten. <laughs> I'm going to say it gets ten percent. I think people are going to hate this. That's fitting. No, it does have one kill in the trailer, where they're like. Somebody has to do something before their eyes get sucked out of a tube or something. Or <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I can kind of get behind that because that looks amazing. Oh, boy. All right. So 26% where I thought I, I really kind of nestled it in there in a good tight spot. And you said I went over and you've got 10%. All right. Um, listen, it, it wouldn't surprise me. That would be the lowest well, no, it'd be the second lowest rated one. Yeah, that... I, uh, and that seems hard to believe, but at the same time, like, not at man, all. Man, it's just... It, we've seen this before. It's 
Like this whole like, okay, let's flash back all the way to the beginning. And it's like, what? Why? And it's like, why? What is this come up with something? I just, we couldn't have figured out a way to, you know, reboot this in a way where everything still matters, but we found a new way to. Like Spiral. Spiral makes sense. Do, do what Spiral did. Stay on that path. Do something unique. But man, this is just. I, or at least, I mean, I wouldn't. A unique, I feel like, is offensive to the the, the meaning of unique. But I, <laughs> it's them at least coming up with something a little different. Different, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, get ready for Rip Fest twenty twenty three with this movie. And I believe that comes out the 29th, the same weekend as the mm. creator. D- good double feature for me. I'm in on both. <laughs> All right, so pick a number, another number between one and eight. You've already used number three. Let's go. Let's go high, uh, close to to ten, and we'll go eight. Eight, eight. I have dumb money, which is uh, you mentioned this late after we had already. Mm-hmm. I just completely forgot about it, but it's it's the GameStop, Wall Street story. Um, Craig Gillespie directed it. Who has? I think done a number of good movies. He did I, Tanya. He yeah. directed Cruella, The Finest Hours, Million Dollar Arm, Fright Night, the the remake, which I liked. Oh, yeah. Lars and the Real Girl with um, Ryan Gosling, and then Mr. Woodcock, which was that stupid Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> comedy. <laughs> That's it's like a, a bad way to start your career. But generally, <laughs> his stuff gets good reviews. All of them are fresh, minus Mr. Woodcock. Uh, I, Tanya, 90%, and then... 81 for Lars and the Real Girl, Fright Night 72. Um, what do you think for Dumb Money? I haven't uh, seen the trailer for this. I can't remember if I said that. Oh, okay. Um, I just have a vague, vague... I know what it's about, and then I know this guy did it. So they released like a teaser, and it was just very, very short. And then the trailer. The trailer looks good. Uh, there's obviously a red band and then uh, one that's approved for everyone. And it looks good. It uh, honestly, again, I'm not a huge Pete Davidson fan, but he looks good in this. But this is a stacked cast, all the way from Seth Rogen, um, who stars as one of the hedge fund bros, and then we get Paul Dano, who's the main character, and his one of his good friends is Pete Davidson. Uh, Pete looks good. All of uh, everyone in this looks great. And I can't wait to see this. I do think it's going to get, I don't, it, it gives me a lot of big short vibes. So I will go high with this. I'm going to say 85%. I'm going to, uh, and again, I'm flying blinds. I would also like to say, I usually don't do this entirely, but I, I made all my picks ahead of time. Uh, 76%. <laughs> What'd you say? 85? 85. Oh my goodness. Still going to blow Saw 10 out of the water. 85. All right. Uh, let's do another one. Let's go slingshot all the way down to number one. Number one, I have Expendables 4, Whoa. which, again, is another freaking sequel. This is like the <laughs> month of sequels, and this looks like, oh, this looks awful. <laughs> Expendables 41%. Expendables 2, 67%. I like... I, I like the second one a lot. Expendables 3, 31%. That one's okay. I mean, the first one's just, it's okay. This one is like, it has some of the OG people, like Satham. Yeah. It's a bunch of new characters, and then we do have 
Stallone in it for a little bit, apparently. But this looks awful. It looks awful. When I saw this on the big screen, the trailer, it looks so bad. Like, it looks like bad, you know, green screen stuff. It's, uh, and I love how they've got a Chili Pepper song. And I keep thinking, I wonder if the Chili Peppers are like, oh. The budget went to like having to secure the rights for whatever that song is. Can't stop. This <laughs> looks terrible, dude. Um, Not even Sly. Uh, I'll say this. This is one of the rare movies, and there are some, but this would be along the lines of a good unlimited pass movie. I can't even stomach using a pass to see this for free even though this has Stallone in it, who I I love that guy. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't, I'm not wasting two hours of my life seeing this trash. I Oh, I forgot. It's my turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say I will see this. This will be maybe a pass movie. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't think I can do it. I'm saying 20%. Oh, dang it. Because I went with 20. <laughs> what? Man, this stinks. <laughs> You did 20 for real? Yeah, I have have 20 written down. Um, crap. All right. So because I don't think it'll get much. All right. So with the, the third one and it got. Oh, man, I might. I think it could easily get above 21. Maybe not much, but you don't you only need one percent higher. Yeah, That's the thing, though. It's like, do I go lower or higher? And it's like. I mean, freaking retribution and I'm getting what, seven percent or something like that. Um Liam Neeson's most recent movie. Um no, I got twenty nine percent. All right, I'll go twenty one percent then because I'm gonna price this right you, R.I.P. Bob Barker. Um, but this is this is um yeah, I'll do twenty one. I'll go just a smidge higher. What next? Let's do two. Numero two. For number two, I have um, number two. I have the Nun two, which the first one. Uh, let me make sure I get this right because I'm going off memory. The first one on Rotten Tomatoes, and this is part of the Conjuring universe, which yep. I for, for the most part enjoy. Twenty four percent. Yeah. Two hundred and nine reviews. Twenty four percent. I don't remember really enjoying that one, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. I'm kind of wanting to rewatch it. Man, I did not like that movie. Did not. It was one of those that I'm like, oh, this this could have been so much better. But I just, I don't care. Now, this one, weirdly, I kind of want to see this. This looks. Oh, I, I'm in the mood for it. I'm going to say that. Uh, it is my turn, right? To go first, I'm guessing. Yes. So I will go, I will price this right myself with the original score, and I will go 25%. Oh, my God. 1% from the nun getting 24%. I guess I have a little more faith that this is going to be good. <laughs> Do you get what I did there? No, it's a, yeah. It's a, a nun? Oh, I, religion? I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in this. <laughs> I guess I have a little more faith that this is going to do well. Uh, I said 51%. What? 51 I think this is going to be, people are going to go, oh, you know what? It's September. I'm in the mood for something a little hokey, a little spooky, mm. a sexy nun. <laughs> 51%. Man, I think, I'm not going to say it gets ripped, but I think it's, it, it's, it, it's, it gets there. I'm shocked the first one got 24. That seems too low. 
And now I, and now I have to rewatch it. Nah, I I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I need to get Max again. I don't have Max right now, but they have a bunch of the Conjuring movies, and I oh yeah, I kind of want to take a little deep dive back into that world. From what I do too, actually. From what I can remember, the Nun is my least favorite of oh, all boy. of the all of the Conjuring movies. You, yeah. Okay. What next? Now let's do number four now. Four, I have The Haunting of Venice, which is the third in that franchise of that character who I'm not even going to try to say his name. Kenneth Branagh <laughs> plays him. Death on the Nile got 62%. And then the first one of the, the Kenneth Branagh series, Murder on the Orient Express, got 61%. And I always kind of go back and forth on which one of those I liked mm. better. Because I like them both. I mean, they're fun, like, little mystery movies. I kind of lean towards Orient. Yeah. I'd almost need to watch them again. But um, who knows? I don't know. Is it my turn? I've already forgotten. It is, yeah. I said 69%. I'm going to say this is the best of the bunch. And it looks, again, I'm in the mood for this because it looks spooky. Yeah, this this does look... Very appealing. Like a fun little ghost story, but we know it's not going to probably be a ghost. I don't know. I haven't um, read it. Yeah, I don't. I, I did think that this would go up a little bit. What did you say again? You said 69? Okay. 69. Um, the old 69. <laughs> uh, you're hoping that this one will end up um, uh, going up. I can't say a lot. But I, I thought it'll go up just a smidge. We got really close to this. Um, we've only got one point between us for buffer. And I said 67%. I could see this go. It's going to be in the 60s, though. I'm going to, I'd bet my mortgage that it's going to be, <laughs> I'd bet my eternal soul that it's going to be within the 60s. Uh, got to be careful or else it'll be like uh, you're saying, talk to me. I bet my eternal soul. This is going to be in the 60s. Let's go uh, next. Let's go up a little bit. We'll say seven. We'll go with number seven. Numero seven, I have Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, which is a kid's <laughs> movie. It's an animated movie, which I saw a trailer for before uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And all the kids liked it. All the kids mm. were into it. Um, Still haven't seen it, the trailer. I don't, yeah, I mean... There's nothing to compare it to. It's it's a Paw Patrol <laughs> extended episode, I would say. It looks like something uh, harmless for, for kids and families. Because you said that seems harmless for families. I think that it'll be a um, graded on that level. And I'm going to say uh, a an okay 75%. That's what I picked. What? That's what I picked. So will it go um, up? Or below that? Yeah, I'm going to go 76. Yeah, I feel like... I think this will be uh, harmless entertainment. I really do. Yeah, I, that's that's how I'm seeing it. And it's like Nickelodeon Studios or whoever makes that stuff. I don't know. They yeah. seem to do okay. Uh, we have five minutes to do the, the last two. Um, let's just... I, I know we've been doing it in a way, but let's do My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 next so yeah. we can save the creator. I said um, just a refresh of, of the first two, which is just like, I can't believe we're doing this. It came out in 2002, 76%. Then the second one came out in 2016, 27%. <laughs> There's not a lot to go by. It's either good or bad. 
I'm going to lock in 62. I think it'll be fine. 62. Wow. That okay. seems too high, though. Yeah, now that's, that I've said that out loud. That 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 is that is very high. I think. I I believe. I have zero interest in this. It looks. I, I don't care. I, yeah, I do too. Um, I think that this one will not do so great uh, score wise, and I thought it would be below just in that rotten territory. Well. Uh, Deep in the rotten territory with 55%. So we're not too Ooh. far off. I think it'll go up a little bit from I think two. You got that one. But yeah. I'm guess I'm gonna guess I'm gonna I'm gonna bet my eternal soul <laughs> <laughs> that it's in the 50s. All right. So the final one is the creator, which is high on my pops pick list. Oh yeah. For all the reasons I said 15 minutes ago. Uh is it my your turn? Your turn well, Yeah, it is my turn. I'm nervous about this because, oh, I think that it will get um, an okay score, uh, which is what I said with Paw Patrol, and it's right around there, that score that I guessed as well for that, with 78%. You and I are on the same um, wavelength. We're in the same neighborhood. Not quite neighbors yet. Uh Uh-oh. But we're close. You're down the street. I said 81%. What's going to get this movie is that we've seen it before. Or it's like, you know, yeah, logically, think, whatever it is doesn't make sense. But I have faith. So I lowballed it a little bit, but I think it could be uh, upper 80s. Yeah, I do too. I think this one, I think you're sitting in a good zone. I do have more faith in this over the none two for getting a better score. And I, I do think, like you said, that one thing will end up hurting this movie what will help it is the cinematography, and if we end up getting good sound, um, if it takes and us the, there. The, and the plot being so timely, I think that yeah. could be a, a turn-on for those snooty critics. Very, very All right, so we've done everything that we've got to do. I think we nailed it. This might be our greatest podcast of September. I agree. Of all Septembers, this is... Of all Septembers. This is definitely something that we're coming into the month hot, and hopefully that's not weather terms, because um, we want oh, cool, God. but at least... We want cool. Yeah, we're... And also, by the way, we are inching towards episode 200. Oh, isn't that awesome? Now, I will say uh, just one last thing. The month of October for our pop picks, right now, Music Trifecta, three Ooh, yeah. albums... Three albums, one I could say is my most anticipated thing Ooh. of 2023. That's a great tease. Oh, that's a little deep tease Loves. for you, baby. Well, deep in tease. that case, all I got to say is keep watching. Keep listening. Keep listening.